Opening. Welcome back uh, to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I got a little confused. Genius is throwing me off here. I am your host and DM, JC, here to run these nerds through, uh, well, currently, Icewind Dale, Ramoth Rust Maiden. Um, the man on the ones and twos having some difficulty this morning. Sorry oh. for the little lateness here. Good. I'm Norman playing Aaron. Freaking Lord. I hate technology. I love technology. It's taking a hot squat right on my chest right now. Cleveland Steamer? Oh, and then some. Some people pay real good money for that. Well, I should. Some people just rich. name their fantasy football team that and, and let people look it up and go, oh my God, what the hell? That other voice you heard is Ryan Cooper playing Crixus today. What's up out there, Twitch Nation? And then the man in the crazy hat, helmet thing, celebrating a Packers victory yesterday is the one, the only, the lazy dragon, the lore master, Jeff Williams. Playing Doc. <laughs> That's me. Go Pack Go. One more. One more to the Super Bowl. There we got it. I like your battle helmet. <laughs> I was wondering I was wondering how that was gonna do with the microphone. <laughs> Seem to work out. Uh, anything to throw off the DM, right? <laughs> Just wait till I'm drinking and then say something. Gonna be all right. Something. Something. Does anyone want to recap last week? More master. <laughs> I don't. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah here, I'll recap last week for you. I got drunk and never made it home. <laughs> there we go. We'll call that yeah, a the, viable excuse. Yeah. The, 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 the 4 a.m. message that I didn't see until after I was ready for the show. That was, uh, was a good That's fine. It's going to happen. I have to imagine you had a better time, though. Um, <laughs> I was so sleeping. <clears throat> well, up until that point. <laughs> yes. Uh, we... Time. Uh, spent a good portion of last episode in the North Look in the tavern, getting um, getting some quests, getting a quest to retrieve some ore, getting a request to uh, a, a quest to take out a an assassin or uh, stop the murders. Um, we got uh, some food, some drinks, lots of food, somebody else's food. I watched you drink. I saw that. So. <laughs> um, Got some uh, information on the town and the area, and stayed at the North Look. Got up in the morning, got some warmer clothes, warmer weather gear. Um, couldn't find anything for the spyglass. Uh, saw um, when we were at the market, saw a guy who apparently was unaffected by the cold walk up to the stand that we were heading to, Torgs. 
And uh, I think that's where we left off was outside of, uh, in, in the market outside of Torgs somewhere. Yep, seeing this guy in normal clothing, bare arms, simple sash tied around him, a button-down shirt, pants, normal boots, no hat, no gloves, no scarf, nothing, kind of walking through the market. <laughs> so you're standing there. See this guy walk through, takes this position up at Torg's. Uh, you know it's Torg's because they have their logo up there. Uh, it's a black field with a gold paw print on it. And as you're sitting there watching, um, kind of observing and looking for this Torg's, and you see him go there, crowds shuffling, there's people moving around. Everyone seems very busy, very, like everyone's moving with purpose. No one is loitering this thing is open for an hour and they close it so anyone that's there is there to their place get what they need get out no one likes to be out in this cold um there's no most gatherings like just like a farmer's market stuff there's a general air of like joy and chatter and everything there's very little of that everyone's just kind of going about their business quietly any chatter that there would be is muffled from scarves and face protection and stuff but people are moving around quite a bit. And as you're watching, there's someone that goes right in front of your line of vision. And on the other side, when that person goes by, he's no longer standing there. Or he took host. Like he just vanished into thin air. I'm going to look at Crixus and then to Doc and then to Ellie, like, did anybody else see that? Yeah, and Crixus saw that, I'm sure, but Crixus is going to people watch. Did anybody else seem to notice this other individual? Mm, make a perception check. Forgot my dice. I'm going to whisper to Ellie. Um, do you think he saw us looking at him? 14? 14? I, I, don't, 14. I don't know if it was clearly strange. Um, Crixus, with a 14, you're looking around and seeing no one else seemed to be paying attention to him. But with a 14, you actually see him further back in a more advantageous spot to watch the tent or pop-up um, sales booth. Okay. Can we see what Torg is uh, selling in the market or what, what his wares consist of? Oh boy, let me go. Hang on, yeah, open the other window. I don't know what Torg sells. That's a good question. That was something that I didn't think to. Um, da -dum 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 -dum. In the interim, Crixus is weighing all this knowledge and very confused. Either this individual is normally in the town and doesn't get people's attention anymore, or he would think people would be shocked at someone who doesn't 
have the appropriate gear just wandering around. Um, you're on the right track. Yeah, that's, that's your thought process is both, both statements are relatively accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, Torgs actually sells as you're looking at it. Um, there is a, um, oh, A wood, flint, tinder, whale, whale, cut whale, um, different vials of different concoctions set up at a, one of the tables there, too. There are small canopies over the top of these to just kind of keep the snow all. Off. Tapping the Tom? top of the yeah puzzler. Hey Tom. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's uh, wow, that's a delayed response. I've switched on again. Oh, yeah. It looks like I'm really dropping frames. that'd be a good name for an album but that's what Mike Shinoda named his last three albums that he's created on Twitch Dropped Frames that is a true statement oh really yeah. so, it seemed to be a little bit quicker on the draw now okay yeah it's a little robot-y but uh just keep going I'm uh it's it's still recording on OBS so we should be fine it's just the stream is really janky and I'm just dropping frames left and right. Alright. I'm just worried about you being able to um, jump in when you need to or want to. I, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Uh, just with um, Kuja's speaking to you earlier, like you literally responded like 15 seconds later. Oh. I gotcha. We'll keep going. We'll try it. You're, you seem to be doing well now, though, so responding to me. Okay. Did you hear everything that was in the in Torg's booth? No, I did not. Um, it's it's kind of your your uh, northern general store: cutwood, tinder blankets, uh, rations, wine, ale, that kind of stuff. Meds. It's just stuff you need. Liquor yep. and toiletries. Okay. Basically. Your, your typical drugstore. Fair enough. So what do we think it would be uh, a good idea to interact with this Torg or this uh, this individual? Do we uh, think we should make our presence known? Do we? What's the plan? What's what's the game here? We. We want to get them to follow us out of town. Do we want to try to get them in town? What do we want to do? Well, I think um, what we really need to do is try to find someone that knows this guy. Well, weren't weren't we going to go up and take grab the sled with the ore 
and then have them help us with the interaction stuff with with this guild or with these people um that's what we had discussed ellie said yeah so let's yeah let's does go and take care of that first does, i guess okay yeah it doesn't look like this guy probably uses the raw materials necessarily so i don't know if that changes anything no because we we're can going always, to get we can always just go and ask him and say hey you know do you do you know anybody that would want this? You know, we, it, it's it's a way in to get close to him and maybe lure him away from others to where, you know, if we have enough people there and we can kind of get him alone, you know, I can, for lack of better words, hide in the bushes and just jump up behind him and shove a pole up his ass. You know, it's... Do you think there's any advantage in trying to get him to follow us out of town? A little less conspicuous. I don't... That's what she had said. Like, there's going to be issues if Torgs is knowing that we did this. Yeah, we, we don't want him to isolate him from the group. I, I guess if we can keep ourselves off of his radar... That would be the best way to go. So no interactions with him until we get back with the ore or with whatever it is that is on that sled. And uh So we don't even we don't want to go then probably up and purchase anything from Torgs because we wanna kinda of be anonymous right now. well, I would I would say that if you need something, go and buy it. But just don't look at him, kind of ignore him pretend you don't see him without looking too obvious, I guess. Just... I don't know. Avoid him if you can. Bless you. Comes right. muffled <clears throat> from some passerby. <laughs> Alright, so then we've kind of seen what we need to see here. We... Heading for the sled. Heading north. Get, you guys got everything you need. Um, yep. Aaron, make make a make a perception check as you're walking here. I am perceptionable full. Um, oops. I suppose I should open up my character, huh? Yeah, having that open is helpful. Having dice is helpful. I didn't have my dice open. One would say. I had it up originally, and then when I restarted my computer, everything went toodles. Would you say perception? Yes. Ideally, it's a good critical and not a bad critical. <laughs> yeah, right. How about a 17? 17 sounds fantastic. Um, there is a old man. Um, just kind of a not, not super long beard, but just kind of a little bit of a long beard. He's got kind of a floppy hat on. Um, sitting in these... I think he's got these massive robes on. They're not like the cold weather gear that everyone else has, but it is cold weather gear, clearly. But it's almost looks like it was designed to replicate maybe mages' robes or something. 
uh, sitting by himself in a um, in a little tent alcove thing. And you see him as he's like sitting there. He's got a couple of items, and he's just puttering around with different items and stuff. And a woman walks over, and she's got a um, she's got a mug that she brings over to him and kind of lays it on the table in front of him. It's in like six different pieces. And he's just looking at it. And he kind of waves his hand around over the top of it and then flips like this, turns, and you see all these pieces just kind of stand up in between his hands and he does one of these and they all pull together and there's light at the seams of all these pieces. And it suddenly drops out of the air into his hand, and it's the whole mug. And he hands it back to Lady, and she hands him some gold. First of all, I want a mug that shoots light out of the cracks. <laughs> Shooting light out of the cracks. Second of all, no, that's a show <laughs> look like, look, Looking like Kylo Ren's helmet with all the gold filigree in it. Yes. But light coming out of it. Okay, cool. Third of all, uh, I'm going to go talk to him about my spyglass. <laughs> okay, so he's sitting, sitting in his tent. Can you approach him? Yes, I'm going to walk up to him and say, uh, do you fix everything? Define everything. Well, I fix a lot of things. Relationships? That I cannot fix. I am sorry. Matters of the heart are beyond my spells. How about a spyglass? And I'm going to whip it out. Oh, yes. I could absolutely do a spyglass. It seems to be... He says, let me see it. How... You hand it to him? Yep, I'm going to hand it to him. Okay. Kind of good. Uh, yes. Yes. And he, like, extends it again. Looks the ring. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's easy enough. Then he kind of holds it up and... And you see the shattered line through the end crystal that is... refracts all the light when you look down it. Just kind of reverse crack. Almost just, just bit by bit. It's just kind of... And then it just shines for a second. There you go. That'll be five gold. Thank you. I'm going to hand him five gold. Thank you much. Whisks it away into some pocket that you didn't realize was even there. Do you have anything else, Smurl, that you need repaired? You can come find me on the market days. Can you fix my friend here? He seems a little slow. I'm going to point to Doc. <laughs> seems a little short, too. And <laughs> he kind of big grin like he made a... He's laughing at his own joke. Oh, I did not hear you, genius. You muted. Probably for the best. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Off-color jokes. Nope. Say it. I can't. Stupid. It's, it's not funny anymore. It was funny at the time. Now it's not funny. I, I gotta remember that. It was only funny in the moment, so I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> to get out of jail, Kirk. Um, Alright, so you have your fixed spyglass now. Nice. That makes me happy. 
be able to use that to scout stuff out. Um, you guys are headed north then, huh? Yes. Uh, Indeed. Um, to the north. To the north. Were our uh, sled, were our dogs housed at the North Look, or was there uh, stables or something? Um, there are stables. Uh, you could get back to the stables and find them. I forget where they were. Okay. <laughs> I think they're near. Okay. I think I. I think they're near the North Gate. Is what I, I thought, said. I thought the stables was attached to the hotel motel. Holiday Inn. Say what? Yeah. Um, dating ourselves there and there are some people that are going what the fuck uh yeah it was it was it was connected so yes you can get your from the north look you can get your dogs from the goliath the female goliath dog handler that was an absolute sweetheart with them um, she rounds up your dogs um, and your sleds gets them all hooked up for you um they seem really happy, the dogs. Like, they are content. Um, they look like they're ready to go. So, when awesome. you head out, you head out just out the north gate and go. Yeah, I assume we got directions from the... Uh, yeah. Faruna... Faruna? We do have Faruna. a map of the area, right? So we can Faruna. add some notes of our own to the map. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I apologize, the map is not up on the... Uh, the city map is not up on the screen right now just because for some reason it One went thing away. At a time. With all the, the bullshit? Yeah, when, yeah, pretty much. And I went when I went to try to add the map back, that's when shit got real. <laughs> Oh, fun. Yeah, so I'm not going to try to do that again. So she had told you it's near Kelvin's Cairn. Um, and that their sled lies halfway in there and Bryn Shander. Uh, how's the weather? looks decent right now. I mean, it's dark. A little windy. Actually, it's a lot windy. But um, there's no snow or anything. Tough to pick out a mountain or uh, whatever um, when it's dark out. Tough to navigate. Um, and middle of the day, there's no lights in the sky, right? That's that's a nighttime thing? There, yeah, correct. Yeah, there, you can actually see more stars than anything now. You'd be able to navigate by stars with a survival check if you'd like to try. I would not. But <laughs> somebody think... who's more survivally wants to. I think Crixus is survivally. This is the survivally uh, one. I am very. I'm plus six survivally. Yeah, and I think Aaron's plus five survivally. So if someone want to assist Crixus, you can do that. I can assist You guys Crixus. are in the lead, right? Yeah. Aranon, let me borrow your spyglass. I'll see if I can establish a process for setting up our our distance and goal to go. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, You break it, you pay for the repair. That's five gold. 
I mean, that's a lot to dock, but... Alright, only 14 at advantage. Only 14 at advantage. Well, because you used the spyglass and actually um, gave me some insight into how you're doing this, it wasn't too difficult of a thing to line up. And you're able to line up a straight track north. Um, there's actually a path that, that you can see in the snow that generally it hasn't snowed in a while um, that, the tr that has traveled. Um, in fact, even where there, you can see where if there wasn't snow or if there was a lot of snow, it would probably just come down in that, you know, how a well-walked trail in the snow typically ends up, even sure. if it gets covered, it's kind of lower. Kind of making a valley for us to proceed down. Not necessarily a valley, but a, but an indentation in the flatland <laughs> that people have walked on. You know how a sidewalk gets when we shovel it off, right? Yep. <laughs> Something like sure. that. Um, as you you get five or six miles into your journey, and the as you're going along, the wind keeps picking up. Um, and it's it's whipping to the point where you can't yell to each other. You can't. If you tried to yell to the person in front of you to stop, they wouldn't hear you. Um, at that moment, as you kind of, there's a mountain off to the side, a little mountain range or hill range. The snow starts coming down, not in avalanche style, but out of the air. It starts snowing and it's blowing and it isn't long until you're in blizzard conditions again. Mm -hmm. Similar to when you encountered the dragon. Great. Um, and as a side note, we are resting every hour to rest the dogs. Yep. That's good. Okay. What would you like to do? Oh, Crixus is in charge. He's he's driving this. In the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like circumstances have changed that much. Although we have to be a little bit more cognizant of you know staying together so that we can see, um, you know, each other and make sure we're following the same path. So, um, next time we stop to rest the dogs, I think we just talk through, you know, making sure we stay within a certain amount of distance from one another so we can see the back of the. Um, back of the person in front of you you don't even really get to the next time that you would stop before the visibility of the sled in front of you you wouldn't know this Crixus because you're leading but the people behind you are starting to have a hard time seeing you hmm. what what actually gives no nothing well make a perception check I would think that Crixus would be looking around to be sure that we were still behind him. Like he would just go straight ahead mm -hmm. without You'd think. Attention. You'd think, but that's a seven? A seven? <laughs> you actually turn around at one point to look and you don't see anyone behind you. Um, what, 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 do you what do you do in that instance? You turn around and there's, you don't see anyone behind you, but the visibility has gone way down. Like yeah. you're having a hard time seeing much beyond your sled dogs i'll give my sled dogs two tugs which they know now is to slow down to a trot instead of a full-on run okay 
and um, you know, hopefully allowing people to catch up. Who's the next one in line? Tracks. That would be me. All right, I need you to make a perception check. Do I need to make a perception check, or do my dogs need to make a perception check? You need to make a perception check. 23. 23. Um, Nope, I take that back. 10. I was going to say, you should... (laughs) How do you go from 23 to 10? That's because I was looking at my dice on on the screen. And it looked like the five, or it looked like the eighteen was up, but the five was up, I guess. Oh. Uh, and so I called it before it popped up the number. Ah. Operator error. Yeah. Wait, wait for the number to pop up. Um. I should have said at disadvantage because the blizzard. So. Not that you're gonna get much better or worse, I should say, than ten. Yeah. Um, ten isn't good enough anyway. Uh, I need you to make an animal handling check as, um, Prince suddenly whips off to the side. You realize he's avoiding something, but he suddenly whips up into that deeper snow. Um. Or do you just let him go? I mean, if you want to try and control him, you can try and control him. Otherwise, you can just let him go where he's going. Four. Which four is for on, the animal is, handling, which is on par for my animal handling. Yep. Up until this point, he just he takes off up into the snow, and as he goes up into the snow to the side, you actually see Crixus has slowed down, and he he ends up in the snow, and then you start slowing down just because you're in the deep snow. Um, Ellie was next, correct? Yep. Yep. Um. Oh, good gracious. Um, she guess what, Crixus? You have a dog be. up your ass now. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna feel good. Um, no, oh, there's Princess here. Let me see. Give Princess a oh, <laughs> Crixus, you have a dog up your ass now. <laughs> Princess collides with the back of your sled. Um, just briefly, yipes, and then kind of comes to a stop. Doc, uh, I don't need the perception check. Well, no, I do. I do need the perception check from you. So, do we have to get a new sled now? Like, can she drive it with the airbags deployed? <laughs> yeah. Sixteen. Um, you a, you actually kind of see the sudden slowdown on Ellie's sled. What would you like to do? Um. I'll pull back and try to slow Bill and Ted down. Okay, make an animal handling check to slow Bill and Ted. Five. Whoa. Five. <laughs> they're, they're, as you know, Bill and Ted are a couple of wild stallions, and they decided to go off the other direction. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, I'm proud of my joke. Oh, good. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, they go off the other side and actually slow down as you start slowing down in the heavy snow. Uh, Crixus, you are able to keep going. The whole group is kind of slowed down and piled into um, uh, into the different snow banks on the sides and everything. Uh, Ellie stopped her sled when 
when Princess climbed up your ass, she she stopped her sled. No damage to the sled units. No. No, you just you just went into deeper snow with them. Dogs are actually pretty well trained to not dump you guys. All right. Well, I think we might. I don't know, we might have to come up with a better plan um, to see each other. <laughs> I don't know if there's any tools or anything that we can use uh, to in- improve visibility. What would, are you thinking, like a rope or something would help? Or Would torches? Any ideas? A light, maybe, but it, with this wind, I don't know if it would... And you guys are yelling at each other. It's hard to hear each other. You're yelling through the mask. And over the howling wind, it's still hard to understand what you're saying exactly. I'm going to hop off my sled and actually go up to Crixus and then motion yep. for Doc and Ellie to come so we can put head to head and stay warm. All right. So you guys all kind of huddle around. Um, I, I, I see Crixus and Ellie and Aaron on like this all huddled in and Doc down there going... <laughs> <laughs> No, you all kind of huddle around. Um, even then, you're still yelling above the howling wind and everything. It's difficult to hear each other. But um, you do mention the torches are on, and Ellie says, I, "I don't know if the torches would stay lit in this wind, but light would be good. Maybe, maybe we wait it out." Well, you guys are the special mage type people of this group do you can you make magic light <laughs> can she make magic light the dm does not remember based on uh, i don't think i can make something oh hey look at this permanent but you touch an object no larger than 10 feet in any dimension the object sheds bright light 20 foot radius dim light for an additional 20 feet how so long does that work for? Um, <laughs> uh, an hour. <laughs> an hour. Well, that seems delightful. Yeah. So, um, Ellie actually walks. She. Well, what does she have in her inventory? Let's see. What does she have for equipment? Well, I mean, she could. Uh, in, she could imbue it can... onto, like, me, or, like, an object. You're not an object. You're a humanoid. No, well, I mean, I could, I could plant a dagger. Hat. I could plant a dagger onto my sled, on the back of my sled. So can, that way, when Crix is, can she do more than one? No, she can only do one. So maybe something. She kind of turns around and she's looking at Crix. Listen, in, in your cold weather gear. Um. On the back around like where you have the you kind of have like this massive gator of fur and stuff there is a buckle on the back of that that holds that together and she just she's kind of looking at you and she reaches around and she places her hand on it and there's suddenly like Rudolph in the snowstorm this bright light shining off the back of Crixus's neck well, that's that's him she says but how do you guys see me? How do I see Aranon? 
I mean, Aranon can follow Crixus now. Can Crixus do the same thing? Is this thing? a cantrip? It is a cantrip, but it can only be cast on one thing at a time. So in an hour, I'll, every time you, every time we rest the dogs, I'll have to cast it on you again before we go out. But we have that much. Um, what spell is that, John? White. I don't have a. It's a cleric spell. It's a cleric cantrip. So, uh, what else does she have that might? Well. If we don't want to hunker down, we'll probably end up having to go a little slower. Maybe stay as close as we can to each other. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Do we know about how far we have to go to find the sled? It's quite a journey. Um, halfway between the cairn and Uh, you're probably about halfway there, I would guess. Okay. All right. I mean, slow and steady. The dogs can, the dogs have eyes. They can keep track of someone who's pretty close to them, but we're going to have to take it slow. Um, so the light will help. I'm looking to see if Ellie's got anything else that she may want to try and do. Um, that doesn't move with her. That's an area. I'm looking for anything that gives off light. <laughs> nope. So. She has a necklace. Is there a way we could tie all the dogs to the first sled and tie all the sleds to each other and go in like a big circus train how much rope do you have I've got 150 foot does everyone have 50 feet of rope I do I do not have any rope Ellie has rope I so really you only, have, only three of us need to have yeah. rope yeah you have three ropes um, make a, oh, what am I looking for here? What would be the best thing to do? If you're building something, what kind of skill check would that be? Oh, do, 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 do. Performance? <laughs> I saw performance, and perform. it's not performance, really. Survival. Make, Come. A, make a survival check to rig this up this way. Is this what we want to do? If you want to try and do this. It seems like the best option, work? to be honest with you. It's not very maneuverable, but... That will be your one drawback in doing it, is you won't be able to turn as quickly or move out as quickly. Um, Hopefully we won't need six to. Six for survival. What was it? Six for survival. Six for survival. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crixus... Would you like to act on this idea as well, seeing as how no one assisted him? You see what yeah, he's I'll trying just... to do, but he's failing miserably at it. Yeah, like... I'll, I'll make sure that the engineering side of it works out. I'm at 18. 18, okay. You see, like, he presents this idea, and the 
group thinks that Ellie's really kind of behind this. She's like, yeah, this this sounds like it may work. I may move my lights, but well, no, actually keeping it on Crixus. If Crixus is the first sled, that might be the best place to have the light. So we could just do two and two, right? And then I'd have the light on my back. And well, you know, we could do, we could put that, his, yeah. we could put the light as the last That's one. That's what you got That way, if any of the sleds come apart, you'll see the light get further away. I've got the horn at the back end too, so. So if we light. have the horn, we keep the light on Crixus. And Crixus's idea of two and two. Yeah, I forgot about the horn. So if we have the horn and then the light, oh, that's good. ways for us to communicate in the dark. Yeah. Good. So we'll go two and two. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So what are the pairings then? She kind of grin, half grins on the side of her mouth as she looks at Aaron. Well, I'll be in the back. Just the way you like it. I'll take I'll take Aaron on with me, and then Doc and Ellie. I think uh, having three dogs in the front and three dogs in the back probably work out the best. Makes sense. Yeah. So you tie you tie up the dogs um, and the double sleds um, with the rope. So you actually only end up. Well, no, you need all the rope. You had to cut the one piece in half. So whoever's got one of your fifty foot ropes is going to end up being two twenty five foot ropes. I'll do that. Time together. But that's to fasten the dogs together. Ellie casts light on Crixus's thing again. And you start moving again. It's a little bit more difficult going through the blizzard. Um, I need a survival check, Crixus, as your visibility has gone down. And you're moving slower, and the trail's getting harder to see. Who, wait, uh, I missed it. Am I with Crixus? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to so be if... sitting backwards on the sled to watch behind us. Excellent. Perfect. Um, you can just see um, Princess. She's the lead dog, followed by Bill and Ted. Excellent. I have a 14 on that survival check. Okay. And continue on. Move in for the next um, three hours or so. And Blizzard still has not let up. Um, you believe you're still on the right track. You can see the path ahead of you. As When you rest, you actually go and kind of assess where that is. You believe you're still on the path headed north. Um, it's hard to say how far you've gone. It's getting more difficult to tell that as you're going through this Um the dogs look tired at this particular break. Um, you've gone an hour with them in this mode. The snow deepening and them also pulling in a team of three and instead of pulling as their one or a pair. Right. Uh, just not something they're used to. I'm actually going to recommend that we, that we sleep for a couple hours and... Uh... Let the dogs rest. Um, I'm going to take a quick look around to see if I can see any place where we can actually pull off to the side instead of being in the middle of the path. Make a serve. 
Uh, are you walking off the path, or are you going to look from the path with your spyglass? I'm going to go to the edge of the path, but not, like, far enough away to where I'm going to get lost. Okay, make a perception check. Just a neutral perception check. It would be at disadvantage with the snow. Uh, but, but if you're using your spyglass, that would give you advantage, so cancels each other out. Because I assume you're using your spyglass. I would assume correctly. What reason would you keep it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 24. 24? Ooh, nice. Holy crap. You see a tree line um, a ways away. That is, it, they're um, massive. There's a couple of massive pine trees that the snow on the branches is literally just kind of, the branches are so wide that they're kind of drooping naturally. And then the snow on top of them, they're almost touching the ground you see him arced probably maybe 10 feet up from the tree trunk all the way down into the snow and you think that there might actually be a good place to tuck in under there a wayward pine for those of you that have read the sort of truth series yes your, wayward pine. your dad's a wayward pine I'm going to relay that information to I don't know what that means I'm going to relay that information to everybody and kind of Without waiting for them to agree, I'm just going to kind of take the first sled and kind of point it in that direction and say, let's go. It is difficult to move through the snow. Um, it takes you about a half hour. Uh, you realize shortly after starting that the dogs aren't going to be able to pull you guys through the snow. They'll be able to pull the sled, but with you guys on it, it will be near impossible. So you hop off the sled and start trudging through the snow. Um, nice try, Crixus. And you, you, you get a Animal good um, handling skills. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you get a good uh, a, a good workout trudging through the snow. I mean, it's thigh deep. Um, Doc, you're chest deep in the snow, just kind of doing what you can to push through kind of walking in the path that the sleds have taken already to lower some of that um ellie's keeping an eye on you doc making sure you don't end up buried somewhere you hear doc oh. singing hi ho hi ho <laughs> nothing gets your spirits down sam ah uh, <laughs> you make your way eventually it takes probably about a good half hour trudging through the snow you're huffing and puffing and sweaty on the inside um it's a good show title sweaty on the inside um <laughs> as you approach this wayward pine and you're actually able to push one of the branches aside and you see the snow just kind of descend down you can see the ground in there and the dogs are instantly wanting to go in you actually have to hold them back to untie them to get down let them down in there um, but it is it is comfy. It's a good place that you can hang out and wait out this blizzard. Um, how long would you like to wait? Is the question. Um, with the number of rests and uh, amount that we went, would we say it's probably getting late, like sleep time? You would think, um, not sleep time, but end of travel time for sure. Set up camp time. Because um, you left after the market was at noon and lasted an hour, so it was about one. 
you traveled six hours before this blizzard hit and you've been traveling about two hours in the blizzard. So it's probably close to 9, 10 p.m. If you're basing it on our world's calendar mm-hmm. or time cycle, day cycle. Since it's all dark anyway, we might as well hit the hay and get up early. Or at least yeah. wait until the blizzard's done. Yeah, nice to say we have, we don't need more than one person um, on watch. Well, I, I'm, I'm doing all right. I could take the first watch if you want me to. Sure, it makes no difference to me. So you guys uh, disconnect the dogs, kind of set up a camp. What do you do with the sleds? Prop them up sideways. Prop them up sideways, kind of make like a... Do you try and cover them at all or conceal them? Um, if we can identify if we can identify which way the wind, if it's not swirling, if it's driving, then create a barrier against mm-hmm. the wind on that side. Uh, the tree line, it was coming the direction through the trees. So the tree... Yeah. These trees are kind of breaking that wind. As you approach, you notice that. And there's actually drifting kind of coming down off those trees. So the snow kind of built up a little bit before it went into that wayward pine. Okay. Um, you could set them up on that side. You could bring them into the tree line a little bit if you want. Um, I wouldn't want them to be visible from the road if it were to stop snowing. So okay. is there a way we could do that? Yeah, just pulling them around onto the into the tree line and on the back side of the tree you're staying in. Um, and it actually kind of sets up nicely when you pull them down there because that side of the um, forest doesn't have as much snow. So it's just branches that are hanging down there so you can kind of pull them in over there. Um, all right, so Ellie takes the first watch. Who's taking the second watch? I'll do second. All right, and someone got the third? Yeah, I can take third. Ellie's you want to do, you want to do two hour watches? Sure. I think if we do two hour watches, we can get it all done in eight hours. I thought I could avoid this. I'll be right back. Yeah. So I think um, what we're really trying to listen for is those snow cats. Yeah. And yetis. Don't know what they sound like, but. Oh my god. Yeah. The, you want, me to pull those... up, you want me to pull up a YouTube video about people calling for Bigfoot? One of those Bigfoot calling videos? <laughs> uh-huh. Do that? Have they expertly identified the Bigfoot mating call? Oh, of course they have. At this point? Of, of course. course they have. Of course they have. By? I mean, it's obvious. By triangulating what a large mammal the size of a Yeti, what his vocal cords would look like, this is the sound that they would make when they're mating. I'm glad we have a love expert on board. Problems with drinking the correct amount of water your body needs. You piss like a pregnant woman. Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, then. So Ellie's watching by. What was that? I said, okay, then. Um, Ellie's watch goes by without issue. Um, 
nothing happens. Who was the second one? Doc. Doc. Uh, make a perception check, Doc, as you're sitting on watch. Where do you sit on watch? Ellie actually went and sat out in the... She kind of went and dug out a little thing in the snow and kind of... It, it, it's actually kind of cute when you went out to find her. She had like this... Almost this little snow fort, like a little kid, built up. Um, I, initially, Doc would probably have tried to go in there, finding out that he was probably too short to see out of it. So he probably made his own similar nearby or, yep. or sh- shelf up from it. Yep. So you're sitting out there. Um, What was your perception check? 14. 14. So you, these are two-hour watches. As you go out there, the, the blizzard is calming. It, it stops. The wind's not as bad. It's almost gotten to... Um, and Ellie remarks as you switch. She's kind of looking at it. She goes, you know, it's kind of pretty when it starts falling like this. And it's just these big fat flakes of snow. And um, she says, take care, have a good watch. And she heads back in to go rest. About a half hour into your watch, the sky starts to clear up and you start seeing stars come out. The snow stops falling. Um, it's dark. It's beautiful. Just, you, when you get up north and there's no city lights around and you see that sky and it's just thousands upon thousands of stars. You see that right now. And as you're sitting there kind of looking at it and remarking about it, there's almost this shadow cloud-ish form from horizon to horizon that sweeps over the entire sky and kind of it blocks out the stars it's got to be 200 feet wide or so as this line kind of travels through and almost like a mist on the back side of it leaving the stars disappear and then slowly start reappearing through this mist as it moves over and behind it is almost like the wake of a boat, a shimmering, like Aurora Borealis, Northern Lights show that runs in the sky. That's beautiful. Never saw that before. And the rest of your watch goes by without event. Um. Who's next, Aranon? Yep. So Aranon, you you Doc goes back to wake you up. Alright, I'm gonna ask Doc. him if anything happened or if yep. anything seemed out of the ordinary. Yeah, I'll I'll describe the uh the start of the Aurora and, and just kinda how that was really weird, but I mean definitely should uh change up the watches each night just if that's a if that's a nightly occurrence that was pretty cool excellent <laughs> all right i'm not otherwise, <clears throat> otherwise all quiet on the western front yep good deal Aaron, as you step out there you, you you're looking at the sky and you're you see the tracks that um both ellie and doc have walked in and you look up at the sky and you see that it's it's gorgeous. Northern Lights, the shimmering purple, green, yellow, just kind of folding back in on itself. 
and it it's very peaceful. The wind has died down. It is silent. How to steal a line from Patrick Rothfuss? A cut flower silence. When you stand still, there's nothing. Uh, and you actually relax. <laughs> it's been kind of stressful. Your life has been up and down. And yes, you've had nights where you've drank and partied, but this is a quiet moment in a beautiful landscape. That basically, is quite I un- deadly. So basically, I just sit there and unclench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you actually feel your body just kind of go. And you have no fear about not being able to hear something because it is so silent that you'd hear anything. You hear one of the dogs whimper from behind you. And it's like they're laying right next to you. Um, and your watch goes by without issue. Uh, you find one of the little pods that Doc or Ellie made if you want to sit in those, you can. Um, is it so the wind is gone and it's. Yep. And it's just snow. Okay. Out, out in front of you. Um, you can see some hills further to the north. Um, I'm going to hop in. I'm going to hop in Ellie's little hut and I'm going to knock the roof off so I can at least see up. Okay. And uh, just enough to keep, you know, enough if, if the wind picks up to, get, mm-hmm. to keep the wind off. Yep. And then I'm going to watch with my spyglass. And you look up on It's actually very, very... It's really cool to look through the spyglass at it, get that closer look at it. And the things that the light reflecting and refracting through the spyglass, just, it's almost looking like through a really cool kaleidoscope. <laughs> uh, but your watch goes by without issue. You hear nothing. No pressure, no nothing. Crixus. Or Crixus's watch eventually would happen. Um, I'm so tempted to put one of the Craig cats in because your cat's sitting over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> video right now. I'm watching him. I was actually waiting for him to um, hop up onto the mantle because it looked like that's what he was going to do. I was I was waiting for him to hop onto my back with claws out. But <laughs> delightfully, it didn't happen. <laughs> the Your watch, Ernan, eventually comes to wake you. And you catch the tail end of, um, well, not the tail end of it, but it's not as bright as it was initially. Um, it's still there and lingering, but you can actually, Aranon, actually, you might not even know, Aranon would tell you it was brighter earlier. Um, but it's, it's almost like a cycle that when it starts, it slowly starts fading. It's still there, though. And you get a nice light show as you sit there. Yeah, Crixus will take it all in. Um, the, you know, the the dichotomy of the beauty and, and the harshness of the environment. As you finish up your rest, you're still not used to it. There's no sun coming. And... 
your body is, your mind is trying to adjust to the fact that I don't have sunlight. I don't, and it, it's not that you're exhausted, <laughs> but all of you, as you get up this morning and start moving around, um, the feeling inside is lessened. You don't have that light to say, it's time to get up. It's time to go. It's messing with your internal clock. And you just, it feels off to not have the start of the day be presented with a sunrise, even a gloomy one at that. In fact, so if we're getting up for a, getting up for a Chicago pre-release. Yes. Yes. Getting up and going and there's nothing there. God, do why I... is it still dark outside? Yeah. So, uh, moon job. Um, what would you like to do? You're up. I assume you'll go back to your normal formation with the dogs because it's peaceful and quiet now. I don't know. Was there any efficiencies gained from the two by two, or was uh, it just that it's the less likely for you to be lost? What was hard on the dogs was both the makeshift um, bindings for their harnesses. And because it pulled on their harnesses differently, um, okay. ropes might not be perfectly lengthed out. Um, trying to do it in a snowstorm, uh, that also the... pulling through the super deep snow was very difficult on them. That more than anything, but the harnessing was not perfect either. So, yeah, going back to the regular um, process then of yeah. each sled individually is better. Okay. So you head out north. Um, As you, uh, as you crest a ridge after about a half hour here back on the trail, um, there's a frozen, dismembered corpse down the hill. Um, there is snow um, covering some of it. Uh, there are severed limbs laying in the snow around it um there are you actually see tracks around it this looks like it was done kind of recently um and there are like in the snow Not that, right. not, um, all of this has kind of been covered in snow, but you see, like, there's an arm, like, kind of poking up out of the snow. You can see the chest area with the head has been severed. You don't know where the head is, but that's kind of sticking out of the snow, too. Um, and when I say you see grooves in the snow, you see, like, like a sled was taken away but it's covered in snow. It's been filled in. It's subtle, those tracks leading away. Um, I assume Crixus sees this first. This is out in front. Yep. And then um, I'm going to just thaumaturgy so I can be heard clearly. Turn back and just say, eyes up. Just to get kind of the team's attention that something's unique here 
and uh, to increase awareness in case of a, any sort of trap or anything like that. So you go looking around. Um, you go down, I assume, to look around. I was going to say, are we stopping? Were you stopping, Crixus? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, basically, my notification is like, let's, you know, let's pull over and make sure that it's safe to proceed. So you pull over. You go down to look at this. Um, I need to back up a bit. Those sled tracks were not covered by snow. Those are recent. Um, what you find of the body is frozen. Been there frozen for a good long while. Around the body, there are several other smaller footprints. Uh, any of you could make a nature check? Try and assess what they are. Someone else should do that. <laughs> um, my nature is plus one. That's better than mine. Better than go ahead mine. and make it. Go ahead and make that at advantage because I'll assume one of them assists you. All right. Oh, it's not gonna be beautiful. Nat twenty. Oh, not twenty. You you know, you know from your own experiences and everything. You you took one look at them and you go, oh, those are goblin prints. <sighs> um, there are a bunch of goblin footprints around the this corpse, which is frozen. But there are fresh sled tracks leading away. Um, with a nat twenty, you can see where. It seems that several goblins are probably pulling the sled. All right. So I'm going to relay that information to everybody and say, I'm assuming that's the sled we're looking for. Are, are, like on the map, are we, this is a spot? You're near, you would assume this would be about where. It's okay. about halfway between. Any any distinguishing markings on the body or parts that might indicate this is their missing friend? Um, as you look, um, Doc, you especially would realize it's a dwarven body. Um, as you start digging to uncover more of the body, you get about here and realize the body is kind of dug out and missing all the internals in that area. Um, one of the arms, when you pull it out, is very clearly a stout, broad, full dwarven arm. But you pull it out, and it is literally what you saw was all the skin that was left, all the meat. Well, yeah, I just described how this is a doubt. The hand <laughs> is a very dwarven hand, we'll say. As you pull it out by the wrist, it's just bone, like something ate all the meat off of it. Gross. Um, so it does... Dwarf tastes like chicken. I don't dirty, know. dirty chicken. I heard, I heard human tastes like pork. Yeah, why would you go there, man? That's gross. <laughs> 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 I 
Dwarf, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> Dwarf, the other white meat. <laughs> um, Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, Someone get out of get us out of this. Kixus will get the heads together and say, um, "It." So you've confirmed it's dwarves, Zeradon. Uh, if they have stolen the cart, we we need to follow them out. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, this oh, yeah. Body's been here a while. Um, me and Doc were looking at it. This is a. This was a dwarf. This may be their friend. Stands to they reason. They were looking for. Are you advising we collect the pots? Not maybe not the parts, but something off of it can we find anything on it i mean the, is the head still there no they ellie, ellie and doc have not been able to find the head of this dwarf uh is there any armor or scraps of material that would identify it make an investigation check at advantage oh at advantage why oh because someone's helping you okay yeah. yes or does anybody have anything better than plus four? An investigation. No. No. Okay. Plus four feels good. Should almost have like a party skill sheet. <laughs> just got the highest of each one. Look, look good, feel good, 16? Look good, feel good, 16. You're looking around and uh, digging in what remains of its pockets and armor, what you can find that the you do find the legs somewhere with pockets and inside one of the pockets there is a actually it's a really nice looking padlock you don't find a key for it at all but there's this really elegant engraved padlock it's not very big like Maybe a little bit bigger than a 50 cent piece, something you use to lock a small lockbox, maybe. Um, again, no key, but this. It, it's actually kind of beautiful. Hmm. And unique enough that you think it might be, might offer proof of it being their friend. I'm going to go ahead and call it JC. Um... It's almost 10. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Um, since you can't see me, I can't give you the old watch tab. <laughs> the, the old watch? Uh -huh. yeah. So Aaron should take the padlock to close yep. the yep. loop, and, yep. and then we'll give the dogs a couple more minutes to rest up as we kind of change direction and take a look through the spyglass to see if we can identify a path that we wouldn't get lost in. You had a 16 in your searching um, of the body, you find um, both fur and large claw marks. Not like the ones that were on Ellie's armor that are still around her boot-ish that she's kind of something very different. 
almost more precise. So we'll leave it there. Beautiful. Good deal. All right. So to close out, this was an interesting show. Got off a little bumpy. <laughs> had a little, had a little. I don't know, another bump towards the beginning with that little dropped frames issue. But I was watching it, and everything seemed to go good from there on. So, uh, good, good show, good show, guys. Pat, pat yourself on the back. Yeah, thanks a lot for everybody sticking with us in the Twitch stream, and um, hopefully the podcast. You know, thanks Adversity. for uh, sticking with us there too. We yeah. will overcome. It. I failed as a host and dm over the last two weeks jack i will put that i'm going to put that poll up now um i in the next like half hour here for you to vote on before we end up outside of january (laughs) good deal for and if you want to vote on something crazy that could end up fighting our friends here as well you can uh Sign up on Patreon. Uh, give us a little donation. We don't need it, but if you wanna, if you enjoy what we're providing and want to throw us a few bucks for the entertainment, mm-hmm. it's always welcome. Ask there Tom some if you need for upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this morning, apparently we could use it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so with that. Yeah, yeah, the, the best way going. to support us is to let other people know about us. Two Nerds, One Quest. Yeah. We are a D&D podcast and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tom M. Norm. Um, the other best way to support us to help alleviate some of the burden is by going to patreon.com slash Two Nerds, One Quest, number two nerds, number one quest. Um, even a dollar a month helps um, alleviate some of that pressure. So uh, go there. Check us out, see some of the cool rewards, such as what Jack is going to do, and vote on a monster for us to fight that none of us will know about ahead of time other than Mr. DMJC. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, 2Nerds1Quest, number 2Nerds, uh, number 1Quest. Good Lord. Uh, I am Tom M. Norman. Uh, <laughs> JC is Wildfire1265. Cooch is Crazy Cooch. And... Mr. Genius is Lazy Dragon GB. He's putting his helmet of bashing back on. Go Pack Go. Uh, catch us back here every Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, UTC minus six. Is that what we figured out? I think that's it. Yep. UTC right. minus six. So for me, for JC, for Cooch, and for Mr. Lazy Dragon Genius, we'll catch you next week. Stay up, players. <laughs>